For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the No Bad Dogs podcast with me, Tom Davis, America's canine educator. I hope you are all doing very, very, very well. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, this is the podcast where we love, live, and of course, work with dogs. Today, I have a guest, David Adams from Sniff Spot, and Sniff Spot's something really, really, really cool. I get a lot of emails about people wanting to jump on the podcast, and I do the best I can to respond, but I really wanted to jump this guy on because I believe in what he's doing. This is not a paid endorsement by any means, shape, or form. This is going to be beneficial for all dogs out there and dog owners. Uh, Sniff Spot is such a cool business idea, and I'm really excited about it. So without further ado, here we go. Hey, David. Hey, is this Tom? Yeah, man. How's it going? Hey, good. And so, David, why don't you explain to, to the audience on the No Bed Dogs podcast, you know, you, you live a little bit outside of Seattle. Why don't you explain to them what Sniff Spot is and how it came to be and a little bit of your backstory of, of what you got going on? Yep, totally. That's great. Um, and I want to touch back on your Western trip, too, because I think that we could definitely help you with that. Yeah, that would be so, awesome. So, Sniff Spot provides private safe off-leash area areas for dogs and the way we do that is by enabling anyone to turn their yard or their land into a sniff spot essentially we're like airbnb for off-leash dog areas right and that's how i'm um, so crowdsourcing off-leash dog areas right that's how i explained it um I was talking to my staff earlier this morning, and I was like, hey, I'm going to hop on a podcast with this David guy. He got this sniff spot, and they're like, what is it? I'm like, it's basically an Airbnb for dogs. They're like, wow. I can't it's the wait. easiest. Yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> I, I am actually at a sniff spot right now. Um, it's a little bit outside Seattle. It's a fenced area. My two dogs, Toshi and Sogar, just have the best time exploring it. They've never been here before. Um, but this is a private property here, fully fenced, um, no other dogs around, um, just tons of trees and smells and just an awesome area place. for the dog to explore. Well, it's good for you too, cause you get to relax and hang out. Um, so getting out of the city into a quiet place is it, it's good for the dogs and it's good for people too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So sniff spot is an app, right? This is an app yes. that you can get on yep. your phone uh, and that's primarily iPhone and Android. Yep, and that's primarily how people will access this. Because I know I, I saw online you can also access the sniff, the sniff spot locations and stuff like that as well, right? Yeah, you, you can go on our website too at sniffspot.com, dot um, or you can download the apps. Either one. That's awesome. Um, so David, so that's what you do. You, you basically created an Airbnb where people can rent out space for their dogs, for your dogs to play in. And it sounds like it's not necessarily. There's so many different dynamics and variables that go into this, which is exciting for me because um, this is something that I would personally use, which is why it caught my attention as much as it did because um, it is a really hard issue when you're traveling 
And as you probably know, the dog population in the United States is skyrocketed beyond belief. And so things like these are so great, such a great idea for people to to relax and, and have a safe area for their dogs. How did you, behind every great business or app or launch or even an idea is a, is some sort of story. So how did you get into say saying, hey, like I'm going to create some place that I can bring my dogs, you know, that's legit, that I don't have to worry about, am I on somebody else's property? Are there going to be a ton of other dogs rushing us? I mean, how did you come about this idea? Yeah. So um, I, I am an entrepreneur. That That's my background. I started a company before this that was a website um, and, and a similar... Totally not dog related. It was in corporate housing. Okay, cool. So providing monthly housing for business travelers. Um, and I'd wanted to start another company and I was working on a bunch of ideas and nothing was working. Meanwhile, I was um, living in Seattle with my dog, Soba, and my partner's dog, Toshi. Mm-hmm. And I would take Soba to dog parks all the time. And it seemed like every time I went to a dog park, I had a bad experience. Like there was at least one dog there that was just a pain. Mm-hmm. And actually Soba got, Soba was actually nipped once where I had to take her to the vet, get her checked out. Um, and I was just like, man, I don't want to go to dog parks anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and my partner was uh, dealing with a different issue with Toshi. Toshi is dog selective. So mm-hmm. he doesn't like a lot of dogs. And, um, and therefore he can't go to the dog park. So she was saying, man, I wish I could find some private areas for him to get off leash. And we were looking around at all these yards that no one was using. And we said, why can't we just have, uh, why can't we just have, you know, rent out these yards by the hour? Right. And I posted about it on Facebook and tons of people in the area were really excited about it. And I just said, man, I'm just going to put up a website. And I put up a little website and it took off from there. That's it, man. I love that. And that's that's how a lot of great businesses. That's kind of how I started, man. I've been doing this. Uh, I've been in the, in the dog world professionally for about 10 years. And that's kind of how I started is I didn't do dog training or even behavioral work. And uh, you know, people just kept asking for the item that wasn't on the menu. And I was like, man, I got to put this thing on the menu. This is silly. So it's kind of what you did. You just kind of thought of an idea and people were like, follow yeah. your nose. Yeah. yeah. You followed your nose. I followed my nose. And here it's we... funny how things work when you follow your nose. Yeah. Here we are. No pun intended. Of course. Here we are. Cool. So, all right. So for me, this is exciting and, and I want to talk to my audience a little bit and I want to talk to you. I don't know, you know, how much you know about me and what I do, um, but I primarily work with behavioral cases. <clears throat> so I, I, I really, really work with the dogs who, have behavioral cases. So they may be fearful, they may be aggressive, they may have anxiety, um, you know, getting over these, these, being able to, to take a dog and their owner and navigate them through these problems uh, with less stress. And more importantly, you know, I, I deal with a lot of dogs who I'm their last hope. And uh, we do a lot of sheltered stuff as well. And I think it's really important as we move forward is a lot of people I'm going to agree with you 100% on the dog parks. First of all, I want to say that that dog parks uh, are a great idea. I've done a I've done a YouTube video on this before, and it really hit home for a lot of people because there's two things you'll never find at a dog park, David. You'll never find a dog trainer or a veterinarian. Um, and I and I and I didn't make that up. I wish I could have, but somebody else did, and I heard it uh, through the grapevine, and, and it's true. And a lot of times, again, I love the idea 
of having an isolated area that the county or the town or the city that you're living in says, hey, we want your dogs to be off leash and be a dog. Here's a place. The problem is, and that's what we should talk about first, the problem with the alternative to like sniff spot if you were to just say, hey, why don't I just go to a dog park? Well, I'm here to tell you as a professional, and, and I see more problems with dog parks than I do anything else. It causes more damage, not only behaviorally, but definitely physically. And you're dealing with vet bills um, or worse. And so I, I love this idea and I can't wait to dig into this a little bit more with you. But I'm here to say as a professional dog trainer slash educator or whatever the heck you want to call me, dog parks are just so unregulated that it's very dangerous. And I think the biggest thing is it's it's a lot of ignorance going into it. So you almost have to have one of these issues that you or your partner had had faced where that sucked. I'm never going there again. And a lot of times I think dog owners feel bad, like they made a mistake or they did something wrong. Where a lot of times it, it's not them at all. It's just you get that many dogs who don't know each other. And it's constant like overturn of new dog, new dog. Maybe they've met this dog. Maybe they haven't etc. And it, and there's no structure. There's nobody really in charge. It's just the dogs kind of go after each other. And so I'm really excited about this because I've just seen so much bad stuff happen from dog parks. And I, and again, I love them. I love the idea of them, but I would never, ever, 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 ever go into a dog park unless I absolutely had to. So with you, I mean, were you in uh, like big dog parks or small dog parks? What are you seeing in your area that, that causes an issue? Yeah, well, so, you know, I, th- there are two sides of it. So one was my experience, mm-hmm. and, and that was that there were dogs that just weren't well-behaved and, and honestly, owners that weren't, you know, paying attention to their dog at, dogs par- at dog parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Like off-leash exercise is essential for dogs and you need to have a public option. So you need to have dog parks. However, the fact that they are free and open raises issues. And those issues are a small number of dogs and owners that aren't good actors Mm -hmm. can continually be coming to these parks and there's no control around that. Mm -hmm. Secondly, because they're free and open, there's no management around vaccines or parasite or or just um, picking up the poop in general, or just hygiene. Exactly, yeah, it's yeah a, just, just it's, sanitation in general. Oh, it's it's a it's a huge problem. Just with that, just alone. Like if even if there were no fights or behavioral issues, I, I still wouldn't bring my dog just because of the sanitation. Yeah, and and, and there have been cases of bizarre things happening around Seattle, just around Seattle that I've read about. Like, um, there was, a an epidemic of poisoned meatballs mm. being left at dog parks, yeah. someone just sabotaging dogs. And there have been a couple of cases of dogs eating drugs. Like, you know, yeah. people are in these places doing drugs and the dogs eat them and OD on heroin or something like that. Yeah. Um, so th- th- there are, there are these quality issues and, and the nice thing is, is that no, regardless of what what supply of land you're using, whether it's public or private, having a system like SniffSpot where where the users are verified, it it makes it a lot better because it's managed. Like we require our dogs to be vaccinated, mm. to be up to date on um, par- parasite and flea preventative. 
Um, and, and if we have bad actors, we can monitor that as well. Now, what do you mean by bad actors? What do you mean by that? Well, um, b- bad actors, meaning, um, well, I, the, the, the most simple thing is, uh, guests that aren't cleaning up after the dogs that are leaving messes in, in the spots. Yeah. Okay. Um, gotcha. but you know, like theoretically there could be people with, um, you know, people that are causing damage to properties or people that are, you know, um, not, not treating properties right. So yeah. we, we, we can manage around, you know, ha- having verified users, we can manage around that. Yeah. And that's, that's, and, and sniff spot is one of those things that it, it's basically taking all of my concerns as a professional and fixing those problems. It's like, and there's two sides to that. And I'll, I'll, I'll explain you're, you're taking all the bad things and you're making them right, which means all of the like crazy epidemics of the kennel cough and the um, Giardia and all these things that just naturally happen. Like even if you're in a, I mean, in our daycare, we get Giardia and kennel cough go through the facility a couple times a year. It's inevitable. It's just dogs are gross and they're just animals. And it, it's a lot of this stuff is airborne and it happens, especially living in upstate New York where you get a full three to four months of ice and snow start melting with any pee or particles of feces. I mean, it just happens. So, and then the ground's frozen, so it can't go anywhere. So these things do happen, but what SniffSpot does is it allows you to monitor all of these things. So instead of just, because what happens when you go to a dog park is is you expose your, your, you know, these are kids to most people. So you're taking your dog and you're bringing them to an area to have fun and be a positive thing to say, hey, go run and play. And a lot of times you'll get people who are there just trying to do their emails with the dog they have no control over or or anything. And if you get a small dog that could be a, you know, a really bad wound or injury, and then if you have a puppy or maybe a dog that you just adopted, there's a lot of behavioral problems that I see with that as well where they get ambushed by 20 dogs or more. And it completely ruins their whole socialization pattern and it completely ruins their whole development as they mature They say, hey, that bad experience a couple times I had at the dog park was really traumatic. And so Sniff Spot's a great alternative. And the other thing, like you were saying about your partner's dog, is I personally have two dogs that are really not okay with other dogs. So... Where is my, like, if I didn't, like, in the city, that would be great to be able to go outside of the city and just basically rent a yard to say, hey, I just want to go hang out with my dogs for for a little bit. Um, so what would be, like, your target market? I mean, are you looking for people who live in cities that want their dogs to run? Are you just looking for people who want to get out of dog parks? What are you, what are you really feeling for this? Well, so um, th- there are different groups of people that use this. Um, and, and I would say the biggest group is people like you that have dogs that, um, are what I would call reactive and and it doesn't have to be dog reactive. It could be reactive to people or reactive to whatever else Mm -hmm. where they don't want that dog in an uncontrolled environment if they can help it. Mm, Um, and, and, and that's been the market we focused on the most, but uh, almost as large as that in terms of our usage are people that just don't like dog parks. Right. And I kind of span both sides with a dog that's reactive and a dog doesn't like dog parks. But then there are other really interesting groups of people that are using sniff spots. So we have dog walkers right. that are doing adventure walks with dogs. We've got dog meetups happening. We've got agility 
many of our hosts provide agility equipment. They have agility equipment. We've got um, dock diving. <laughs> We've got uh, people that are doing various kinds of training, even basics of like training with recall sure. or, um, you know, training with distraction. Absolutely. Um, and, and, and because we are, because we are crowdsourcing our properties, we have basically everything. So we have everything from the yard right around the corner to a hundred acres or more that you can rent privately for yourself out in the woods. Wow. You know, and this is not to interrupt, but this is huge, David, for I think so many different aspects in the dog world, because here's a lot of things that I run into when I travel. I have clients all over the all over the world, which is so cool. Like people like example, I I don't know if you're this far uh, yet, but somebody had had been like, hey, man, I really want to book you for um, like a Europe tour. I want you to come to France. I want you to come to the UK. I want you to do all these different stops. I'm like, hey, the hardest thing that I'm finding, even in the United States, is just finding a venue, a place that I could rent out just for two days. And so even... On the on the on the other side of of the professional dog world, this is a great opportunity for dog trainers to rent out space for, like you said, um, distractive training, uh, high levels of obedience because the dog is working in a different environment. You can also rent this area out for a group training class, which throws them off their environment as well. And I find too, David, that there's a lot of people who don't have a facility that on a beautiful day would say, "Hey, training clients this week we're going to meet here at this location and this is a great opportunity for dog trainers to kind of have their cake and eat it too where they don't have to have the overhead of a facility but they can kind of move around their locations a la carte because of sniff spot which is huge i mean it's game changing in my opinion because we yep, have a lot of absolutely. people on the you know listen to the podcast that are starting their own dog training career uh, a lot of dog walkers that listen to the podcast so shout out to everybody that professionally listens but this is big for you guys because if you guys are doing dog walking and you just need like a hub say you walked a bunch of dogs picking them up from the city because there's a lot of uh, dog walkers I don't know if you're aware but what they'll do David is they'll go and pick up like 10 to 15 dogs in a van and then bring them out into the country and Two things with the sniff spot is if you don't do that, you could <laughs> because of sniff spot. Uh, and if you do, you can change up your location um, as well, which might be beneficial. So, I mean, I haven't even thought about it on the professional side, but I mean, that's huge. Cause even when I, I just booked a, a seminar in Denver coming up uh, and it was really hard for me to, to find a location. And as I travel for anybody out there that has clients, you know, out of your state or out of your county or what have you, you can just look at the weather and say, okay, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday are beautiful. I'm going to do a pop-up little training session in this city because I'm here. Because a lot of us training, uh, a lot of us trainers will travel around and do different workshops and do different clinics and having the availability to not rely on another facility, which is very hard to do is invaluable to the professional dog training world, in my opinion, because you can just look on an app, rent up the space, tell the people to meet you there. Yeah. Yep. Huge. Absolutely. So what's that process? There, there, there's Go there's the, endless yeah. possibilities. Yeah. I mean, I, I just kind of started thinking on, the, on that whole thing is I could be traveling and say, hey, I'm going to be in, you know, Seattle. 
let's you know everyone's like hey let's get five people to train let's let's get this spot meet here so uh, I don't have the app in front of me because I'm talking to you on my phone so what kind of information so let's go through the the steps of of if you're a host or you're looking for a spot. So if you're a host and you have property, um, cause it's kind of a business idea too, that even if you're not a professional trainer uh, and you have land, I mean, you can make some passive income just by kind of renting the spot. So what are your requirements, um, to have a location and things like that? Yep. So, um, we, we want to be an open platform. So our requirements for hosting with us are just that you have land that you control like you can't list a public park or your neighbor's property. Right. And it has to be free of major hazards. So just think of like, you know, what a, a reasonable person would, would list as, as a property. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it meets those requirements, then absolutely. We'd love to have, uh, we'd love to have a listing on our site. What, what we ask those to provide is great photos, information about the fencing, so is the fence is not what's the fencing like we ask for information about what animals and people are around the sniff spot normally like do you have dogs in your house or are there dogs neighboring dogs or some people have cows or horses or whatever else um and uh then you know some other background information on the spot location and that's it um when the spot is listed on our site guests can see all that information and they can they can book and, and a host gets reviews over time. Right. So reviews provide more information. About, okay, how do people like this spot? And and people can get a sense of the quality of the spot. Hmm. Now, one question you know that I I definitely had was what kind of liability uh, do you guys offer? I mean, you know, because you know, just like a dog park, things can happen. Especially like if I was training, right? So, and and to be completely honest, I mean, this is something that I would certainly use if it was if it was available when I'm on the road. Because I can't tell you how many messages of people like, "Oh my God, you're in my city. I want to train." I'm like, I, I don't have the room. So, like, if I wanted to rent a spot, like a field or something, uh, obviously things can happen dealing with dogs on any level. Uh, do you do you offer any coverage or anything like that? Yeah, so um, so th- this is thinking about it from a host perspective because sure. hosts are sharing their properties and often hosts will ask, hey, what if something happens? Nothing's ever happened, but I, I can understand having that concern. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we do a few things. So first of all, as I'm sure you know, um, as a dog owner, dog owners are strictly liable for what their dog does. So no matter what happens, the dog owner in the U.S. is held liable. However, to provide additional protection to the host, all of our guests are signing a waiver before they mm. they can book. And that waiver indemnifies the host and, um, and makes sure the host is safe. Second, uh, well, I guess the third thing beyond that is we also provide a million dollars of liability coverage for hosts. So if there, if there ever is an issue, we've never even had an issue at all. Um, and if there is an issue, then hosts are totally covered for any kind of liability that would arise from injury to the dog or the person that's on the property. Right. And that's, that's, that's what I was thinking is like, you know, dogs are dogs and, you know, trust me, like when I say this, um, dog people can be awesome and they could also be crazy. So like, you know, just some really weird things have happened in my career that I'm just like, 
I can't even believe this is actually happening, but okay, here we go. But you know, <laughs> like your dog, you know, your dog comes back, uh, you know, your dog goes to a sniff spot location and three months later is sick when it has nothing to do. And they're going to say, Hey, I'm going to sue you for this vet bill. You're like, what? I mean, things happen. So that's why I was wondering is like, what type of, uh, cause that would be my first thing is, you know, if I'm going to have, um, potential clients or anything happen and say like, you know, a huge dog broke their fence or chewed their yard or something like that. So I, I just didn't know what kind of like, I guess, protection you had for, for both parties, but that makes sense to have, have those types of things. So when you're a dog owner, you have to sign a waiver that basically says, Hey, I'm going on to somebody else's property and I am responsible for everything that my dog can and will potentially do. Yes, cool. exactly. Well, well, you're, you're indemnifying the host. Oh, and, and you also mentioned damage. Mm -hmm. um, we provide a separate coverage for up to $5,000 of damage. So th Great. that's like if the gate gets broken or the fence or whatever, your, your sure. roses. Um, right. And, 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 and we, we've never had a claim on that either, but we, we provide it just to be safe. Yeah. And uh, like I said, man, you know, the, the more people know about your about your stuff. I mean, it's just bound to happen. It's like me, you know, when I started, I was helping so many people and it was so great and everyone loved it. And I was in every news article here to Timbuktu and it was great. And then all of a sudden we got, we started working with more and more people and the more people you work with, the more problems you have. So, um, cool, man. So how many, how many active users do you have right now? Like if, if I were to travel and do things like that, how many sniff spots would I be looking at? Well, um, right now we have about 300 hosts Sweet. that are spread across the country. And they're also in, uh, we, we also have spots in four countries, including the U.S. Cool. So we have spots in Canada, we have spots in Denmark, and we have spots in South Africa. <laughs> so there, if you're traveling into those places, check us out. Is there any, is there any limitation? Like if somebody from Australia, we have a lot of people who listen to the podcast from Australia, um, you know, UK and things like that. Is there any limitations? We absolutely want spots there. No, we, we, we do not have limitations, uh, except for like Saudi Arabia potentially, or a place like that. Sure. Um, no, no, no limitations. We want spots globally. Um, our number one thing right now is getting more spots because, most places in the U.S. at least have have a couple spots that are close to them, mm -hmm. but we want to. I mean, I think that there should be like take Seattle for instance. Right now, we have about fifty different spots in Seattle in the Seattle area. I want us to have a thousand spots in the Seattle area. I think that there should be a couple spots within walking distance of everyone in Seattle. Yeah. So awesome. our number one thing is getting way more spots because, like you said dog ownership is blowing up. I mean, there are tens of millions of, of people in the U S mm -hmm. alone that have dogs mm -hmm. and, um, most of them don't even have an option of a private safe off leash area. Yeah. And, it, and so we need more hosts. We yeah. absolutely need more hosts. Yeah. So if anybody out there, um, has a location, you know, that, and the cool thing about hosts too, is there's a lot of people out there that just love dogs and they're like, Hey, I have a sweet backyard. Like I could just you know, what, what type of, um, agreement do you have between the host and the, so like, say I wanted to rent a, like kind of like Airbnb where you say, Hey, the keys under this, or, you know, going through the back gate. Are there any protocols for say if the person wasn't home or anything like that? Like, I mean, once it's, once the spot is up and ready to go, you can rent it at any time or is there limitations? Well, the, the host has complete control. So a host can set their hours, a host can set their price. 
a host can decide whether they want to auto confirm or whether they want to require confirmations. Yeah, that makes um, sense. A host can a host can set um, you know they can indicate whether they want to meet the people or not. Right. Um, so hosts have complete control, um, and and over time, hosts just shape their spot depending on how they want it. Like some hosts mm-hmm. are doing this to meet people, some hosts are doing it to help people, some hosts are doing it to make money. Um, and right. all three of those are a great thing. I mean, we have some hosts that are making more than a thousand dollars a month. Wow. On SniffSpot. That was my next question. Is wh- and, and it's completely passive income. It's completely passive where it's not like any of these other side gigs like Uber or Airbnb or whatever else that requires work. You don't even have to be home. You right. can be out driving for Uber and be <laughs> yeah. making money there you go. with your yard. Absolutely. Um, so people love it because it's just like – it. It's as close to free money as you can get, and, and it really is. It, you know, if you set yourself up, set your calendar, set it to auto confirm. We have hosts that I have not heard from in months, and they're making tons of money on the platform, and they're just letting it run. Yeah, that's really really cool, man. I, I I'm really happy for <clears throat> for this whole idea. I mean, like I said. Um, you know, for me, just because I know you wanted to know about me going out west. So basically what I'm doing is uh, next week I'm traveling to Colorado. And then, like I said, I'm going to Montana and Wyoming straight north. And um, there's a lot of times where I know that my dogs are going to need just to run. And the hard thing about that is is having a do- – well, I should back up a little bit. Having a dog that's trained, I always tell people that the more your dog is trained, the less places you can go, which sucks. But it's true. Because I can let two of my dogs out and say they were the most obedient dogs in the world, but they didn't like other dogs. And my St. Bernard is that dog. Like, he's obedient. Um, He's not going to actively go and attack every dog he sees. But if another dog he doesn't know gets in his face, he's an intact, almost 10-year-old St. Bernard. He just switched. And his maturity just said, you know what? I don't like dogs I don't know anymore. And that's okay. That's a part of life. And I think so many people try to manipulate the dog's behavior or, or maybe just, just write it off as a malfunction if your dog doesn't like other dogs. And I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, look, if your dog decides that they don't like other dogs, there's nothing you can do except train your dog like for a recall and things like that. But I know when I'm out, I can let both my dogs run next to a freeway in a field. But if there's another dog, I know that I could call my dogs back safely and I would be willing to bet 9.99 times out of 10 that other person would 100, I say 100%, but 99.9% chance not be able to recall their dogs. So this is just a safe bet for people who are traveling too. So that really the possibilities are endless here with the sniff spot, which is, that's exciting, man. I'm, I'm excited for you. It's great for traveling. And, and I'll tell you, one of our first sniff spots and a quite popular sniff spot is in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Hmm. So you should definitely stop in, let your dogs run around. It's a great spot, multiple acres, fully fenced. It's called Brockle Dog Ranch. So check it out. It was one of our first spots. Yeah. Now, when and, you. And it's in a very unlikely location. Cool. When you like, so if I wanted to get that spot, for example, could I say like, could I, so when you get a spot, do you lock it in for just you and have the ability to say, yes, other dogs is okay. Or no, like, Hey, this is just my spot. I'm I'm doing specific training or, you know, my dogs aren't friendly. I mean, how does that work? 
right now we're set up for all private bookings. Sweet. So if you booked it, you can book it for multiple dogs, but no one else can book it at the same time. And, and actually we enforce a 30 minute buffer on either side of your booking. Good. So you, you won't run into other dogs going in or out of your, of the sniff spot either. It's just brilliant. I really, really like it, man. I'm really excited. Cause I mean, it's kind of like when people would say, yeah, but my dog needs to run. And I'd be like, I know, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I used to tell people go to, um, go to tennis courts and things like that, but that kind of sucks cause they're pads. I remember I did a lot of work with, um, uh, some wolves uh, in Colorado and, uh, they went on tour and they would go on tour for a long period of time. And I met them on the East coast here in New York on their tour and did, did some locations with them, did some venues with them. And they would have to go to, um, they'd have to go to these, these, these parks or I'm sorry, these, these, um, fenced in little, uh, tennis court areas. And it kind of sucked for them. So now that we know, this is really great. So, um, so the sniff, the sniff spot right now, basically, in conclusion, is literally an Airbnb for dogs. It allows you comfort, safety, reliability, um, and then as a host, it it offers you potential passive money. Uh, it gives you an opportunity to meet people around in the area. Um, and I would say for dog training, which I didn't even think about until I started talking to you, like. This is huge for people who are in that between gap of getting a facility and not having one um, and not being able to make that jump. Or maybe you just don't want to make that jump. Um, th- this will give you an opportunity to basically lease your outside space to work with some of your dogs, which is so, so, so cool. So cool. Yeah, absolutely. And and um, like I said, we are looking we, – we, we obviously want to grow and we want this to be a possibility for everyone. And the number one thing that we need are more hosts. So like you said, it's a great way to make money. It's also a great way to help dogs. Yeah. Help dogs that need help, like dogs that are somewhat disadvantaged in the society. And it's not easy being a dog that doesn't get along with dogs. Yeah. It's not easy being a dog in general. So we, we absolutely need more hosts across the country and for everyone in Australia or New Zealand. Yeah. We want to get started there as well. Yeah, so if you guys are listening to this, and I know you are, um, there's four or 500 of you that listen to this in those areas, you guys uh, can download the app. So go on your iPhone or your Droid and just look up Sniff Spot. Um, what do you need to sign up for this, David? So um, if you're a guest, yeah. it's very simple. Just uh, email and uh, your name, add a photo. And, um, then you can book a spot. And when we book a spot, we just ask you for your credit card information and, uh, then you check out and you're done. It's that easy. Yeah. That's awesome. And then when you're, when you do have dogs and you do this, you, you guys hold all of our information. And that way, when we want to book, we just hit, we just hit book for the time and date and that's it. It's so simple. Yep. That's exactly what it is. We, We try to make it as easy as possible because we have people that are using this almost every day. Yeah. And we don't want it to be a big process every time you need it. This should be something where, where it's really an option for your daily exercise for your dog. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. There's so many, there's so many values to this. There's nothing really that could go wrong. This is like 
this is great. And I would, you know, I'm pretty honest about these types of things. I'm very transparent. I think this is a great, great thing. I think it's going to do well. And I'm looking at the map now, and you can see if you go to their website, and I'm, I'm sure it's on, on the app too, you can see all the locations. Um, and so those, those and, I, and I know that there's a lot of people that listen to this that travel for dog shows and seminars and all of that stuff, not, not just to host and as a professional, but you guys that have dogs that are going to these events, you can download the app. Is it free? Absolutely. So you can download the app and have it in your phone. So if you get into a bind where you're like, man, I really need to run my dogs or something like that. I mean, these, these locations, you can simply just look up on your phone, see what you're near. And if there's one near you, you can do it safe and secure. That's great. I love it. And some of these areas that I'm looking at are beautiful. Like there's this one area and I'm just looking at this place. Um, let's see where this one is. This is in Indiana and it's got like agility it's got uh, almost a full acre fenced in. It's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I did. Uh, so we do have a special offer. Cool. For people that have space and that uh, and that could be interested in hosting, and that offer is is just for listeners of this podcast. And that is the, so um, the offer is twenty five dollars after you get your first booking as a host. We add it onto your balance and we pay you that, that additional $25 cool. and in order to, in order to get that offer, when you sign up as a host, enter the code Tom Davis. Awesome. Cool. So you guys have your own code. Um, so everyone out there, I mean, you guys can do this all over the world. So if you guys have a location, it's not going to hurt, uh, to add it. It's, it's actually beneficial because you're going to get something out of it. So you just have to download the app and then you can put in the code. Is it like a, is it under coupon code or discount code in the app or something promo code promo yep. code so you put in the promo code tom davis and that way they know you guys came from me so um if you guys support the podcast and you want to make a little bit of extra money or if you think that you would benefit from something like this on the road download it it's free it'll be on your phone ready to go um and again this isn't a paid thing or anything between david and i i truly do think that this is an awesome thing and I, and I think it's going to change the way that dogs get exercise. I think it's going to be a lot safer for our dogs in the dog park. So David, why don't you just tell people where they can find you uh, and if they have any questions, how they can do that as well. And then uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up. Sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. So um, my name is David Adams and the, the app is sniff spot. You can find us in the app stores or you can find us at www.sniffspot.com. And if you have any questions or you want to reach out to some general to get in touch, email me at david at sniffspot.com. And, yeah. and I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, it's awesome. And some of these places are two acres, three acres. I mean, the sky's the limit here, guys. So, uh, David, is there anything else you want to add? I think that covers it. Um, like I said, um, we, you know, we're trying to help dogs. We're trying to expand. So if people have property, we would love for you to sign up and host with us. Yeah, it's great. All right, David, I appreciate your time, man. I wish you the best of luck and I'm sure I'll talk to you soon. Sounds great, Tom. Thanks. All right, David, nice have, a good, have a good day, man. If I'm ever out in Seattle, I'll, I'll link up. Yep. Let, let me know. All right, man. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode about the sniff spot. I'm stoked. I think that's a, that's an awesome idea. Uh, I'm definitely going to use it when I'm on the road. If you guys haven't yet, uh, you can check out my Patreon. I have a P- P- 
Patreon account now, which means I get a lot of messages about people saying, hey man, how do I, how can I support you? I love what you do. What can I do for you? Um, and I've made a Patreon account, which basically means you can support me. I think it's like 25 bucks a month and uh, you can opt out at any time, of course. And that's how you can support the podcast and, and help me continue to do what I do. And of course, on my YouTube channel, it helps with that too. So I'd really like to bounce between the podcast and the YouTube channel full time. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I've been working with dogs professionally full time for 10 years, but doing the online stuff, I think that this reaches a lot more people and, um, I'm really, really excited about it. So you can find me at the Patreon at Patreon slash upstate canine. And don't forget to use the promo code Tom Davis when you check out at sniff spot, when you sign up to be a host and you guys can earn yourself 25 bucks, which is pretty freaking cool. So I hope you guys like this podcast. I know I did. I had a really good time. And I will talk to you next time. Peace. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.